Welcome to Tanya today. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine, coming to you from Chabad Zichin Kadesh in Montreal, Canada, where it's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. We welcome, as we do, daily, a daily welcome from Andrea from Phoenix. Welcome, Anna from Budapest. Good afternoon, and ushers with us in Memphis, Tennessee. Boker Tov. Rabab in Morocco, welcome. Maria in Pakistan, shalom. Uh, and a new, I think a new participant, Heather in uh, Connecticut. Good morning, Eugenia is with us in Calgary. And in Kitchener, Deborah. Darren is in the Philippines, good evening. Linda, Liba, and Davida. Hagrid Morgan is with Ed of Shabbos in New York. Susan is with us in Scranton, Michael in Virginia, John in North Carolina, uh, David from Italy, good afternoon, uh, Marjan, um, yeah, so my wife did a great holiday yesterday, and I'm sorry we were going to record it, and uh, whatever mishap didn't get recorded sorry so next time many of you uh, did participate yesterday in the holiday yeah. yeah it was uh very nice pamela welcome um oh yeah i think it's generated twice you're right diane in london ontario yarrow Hello, Julie in Florida, Tim in Texas, and also in Texas, Deborah, I'm in Indonesia, Alice in Baltimore, and that's, uh, we also have with us on Clubhouse, we have Vilma and Bacia and David and Selena, Celesti, Marcy, Atea, Adam, Hani, uh, Instagram, we also have with us, uh, but the recipe, yes, we will put up. And uh, we have Sarah. We have Mass Fiction. All right. And Yocheved Akohe. Beautiful. And Mendel is with us. We conclude today the 17th letter. Yesterday we had a very, uh, shall we say, profound mystical journey, Kabbalistic geography of understanding how, knowing how um, the beginning is rooted in the end, the first thought is the ultimate final action and therefore this physical world souls yearn to return to this world because it's in this world where the ultimate revelation of god will be in the messianic era in the times of mashiach then the essence of god will be revealed not just literally to the mind's eye, but to the physical eye. 
as opposed to um, as opposed to the spiritual worlds, in particular the world of Gan Eden, Garden of Eden, where it's only souls there, not a soul in a body. So it's counterintuitive, and you see that every other faith and belief system, you know, feels that it's the soul that where you're going to get closer to God. So once I have my body removed from my soul, which you try to do in your lifetime, um, for those who are, you know, in other faiths, that's why you go on top of the Tibetan mountain and gauge your navel. <laughs> that's why you remove yourself from the materiality of this world. Um, because that's where you're going to intuitively feel that you're going to get connected with God and therefore, you know, do everything here so you can not go to hell and go to heaven and, you know, get everything there. But as we learned yesterday, that's not the case. That's not the Jewish case. That's definitely not based on mystical Kabbalistic teachings of Hasidus. Here, so much so, is it here that the souls will come back here? Um, in the times of Mashiach during the resurrection of the dead because this is the ultimate place to be. Now, that's in brief. Uh, and we explain how that works through the concept of Kesser, a crown, right? Like my hat serves as a crown. That's one of the ideas of wearing a hat, by the way. It's a crown, crowning the person, meaning that there's, uh, as, as crowning the person, meaning greater than the person, so the level of Kesser is the interface between the infinite of God and the finite of creation. It has the qualities of both. So we explain that through that interface comes then the finite in the Gan Eden and the infinite ultimately that will be revealed in the times of Mashiach. Excuse me a moment. Hello. Thank you so much. Sorry. So that's, uh, as we explained, a great blank yesterday. Now, with this, then we can go back to the beginning. Um, where we quoted the phrase from Tehillim. That in chapter 119, verse 96, as we say that... Um, wide, very wide. Mitzvah is your commandment, very much so. Right? It's very wide, your commandment. And we ask then, why is, what do you mean, your commandment in the singular? Why not in the plural? So we explain, because God's way, his path, his mitzvah is giving life. That's what he does every moment to us. He's creating us something from nothing every moment. We don't feel it. But as we learn, yes, God is creating us. That's a gratuitous kindness that he's giving us life every moment. Right. That's his way. So, tzedakah, um, Charity is the vessel that's rachava, that's very wide. Wide, 
is a signifying over here, infinite. Infinite, without measure. Even though wide obviously means, uh, you know, there is a, a dimension to it. it. may be very wide, but still a dimension. So, of course, you know, it's only a metaphor and it's a figure of speech. And, of course, everything in our lives will have some kind of, uh, uh, of limitation to it. So it's just a metaphor to bring out that this light of God that radiates his gratuitous kindness to radiate the world with an infinite light will be in the times of Mashiach. That gratuitous kindness, divine kindness, um, and how will it, though, be... Um, what's the word? Uh, um, how will we be able to get that light? By us being gratuitous kindness today. Through tzedakah. Through our charity of giving. As, which is what God does. That's his mitzvah. He's, he's giving. He's giving us life. He's giving us everything. But life itself. And by us giving to another in such a manner, in such a mindset of gratuitous kindness that elicits on high that we will get a gratuitous kindness on, of God's sort. Ours is going to be limited. God's is unlimited. But that's what we elicit. Now, we elicit in a sense now that we are embraced by that light, but we don't experience that light. In our mind's eye, yes, but um, not in a, an experience. Times Mashiach, we will have that experience. However, the beginning of the verse says, the whole tichla, right, to every tichla, which uh, means every conclusion I've seen an end every conclusion you've seen an end well it's a conclusion then it's the end so the alternative says that the word tichla also means kalois expiry expiry of the soul where's the expiry of the soul that's the souls in Gan Eden the Garden of Eden that are yearning for God that has an end. What, what do you mean has an end? Because the light of God that they are experiencing has an end to it. It's not infinite. And therefore there is more that they are seeking because they're getting something limited. Something that's limited, you want more and more. And therefore, since you see an end to it, in this, year, in this yearning because they're you're yearning for something more because you've come to an end. You've come to a, to a point, oh, I, I want more. Want more of the revelation of the limited light of God, more and more. And therefore, Ganadin, you grow level by level, like a ladder, going up the ladder. That's why if someone passes away, we say Kaddish for them to help their neshama, their soul to grow. Or we give charity on their behalf. Or we... You know, do any kind of mitzvah. What are we doing for our loved ones that passed on? Right? 
we are helping their soul to go from level to level in Gan Eden. Because there is. However, however, that's in Gan Eden. Since there's, it's a limited light, so you got to your place that the limited light that you have now experienced and have the delight of, you want more. Going up the next rung, and the next rung, and the next rung. However, in the times of Mashiach, oh, sorry, before that, um, and therefore, that's the concept that the sages say that, you know, the Torah scholars or those who are devoted, um, they never get rest in this world or in the world of Gan Eden. Why are they getting any rest? Because they're forever growing. Since there's a limitation to the light that is experienced. So you're on this rung, this limited light. When you get there, you yearn for more. So you go to the next rung, a next light of God that illuminates your soul. But in a limited fashion, that bring, creates a yearning. Yearning meaning no rest. You yearn for more. However, when Mashiach comes, and in particular in the times of the resurrection of the dead, in the second era of Mashiach, then it's called a day full of, uh, that's Kulei Shabbos, completely Shabbos, a day of rest. There's no yearning anymore. There's no more, more yearning. Why? Because the level of godliness that will be illuminating will not be a limited one that allows you to go up a ladder step by step. But it is the infinite light of God, which is like a circle that never ends. No beginning, no end. It transcends all levels. And there won't, it, it, it will be then, you're not, you're not, you don't need to go to level to level. Because you will be delighting in the radiance of God's essence. That is limitless. When you delight in something, do you yearn? For sure not. Unless you're afraid that you're not going to have it. But you only yearn for it when you don't have that which you delight in. When you have it and you're delighting in it, you're not yearning for it. So, you know, if you, if you love a piece of music, Right, or a, a teachings of Torah, and you um, you can yearn for it because you know the teachings isn't there. You're yearning to for the Tanya class, right, to come. You want to have that. The, you want to have the Tanya class. You're yearning for it. Why? Because you're on certain rung, and you want you're yearning for more. It's a limited experience that you want more of that experience of that connection, of that delight yearning for more of it. But when you have the essence of God and delighting in it, there's nothing to yearn for. There's nothing to yearn for. You've got it. You don't yearn for, mu for you know, uh, you don't yearn for um, a beautiful piece of music when you're singing it or playing that piece of music. You're not yearning for it when you're playing for it. It may create a yearning in you for something. But I'm talking about for the music itself. You yearn for that music. 
you know, to hear that symphony play it again. You yearn for that. But when the symphony is playing it, you're delighting. You're at rest. You're not yearning for it. That's in the times of Mashiach. Why? Because it's like not a ladder that you're going up steps or going up levels, but it's like a circle, infinite. The crown, that is the circle that hovers, that surrounds us from above, that's beyond, that will be the level in the divine order of things that will, that level itself that encircles us, that the essence of godliness will be revealed, that we will delight in it, literally delight in it. Right? How do we delight in things now? If, if, if when you touch something that feel, ah, you delight in the touch, taste, you delight in the taste of something, you know, sweet. Some people sour, some people sweet and sour, right? Uh, whatever taste buds, you delight. You delight when you see something that is, you know, beautiful to the eye. When you hear something that is profound and inspiring to the ear. When you smell something that is beautiful fragrance, you delight. Now yearning then, you got it. So we will delight. We will delight in times of Mashiach in the essence of God that transcends the order of creation. Because in the order of creation, God's presence is hidden but then God's presence will be revealed the essence of his and we will literally delight in that just as we delight in physical things now and we will delight in the true reality of what that physicality is God himself all right let's unpack this Powerful. So, two metaphors over here, which is interesting, we used in uh, this week's uh, Torah studies. Ladder and a circle. A ladder has levels, has dimensions. Beautiful story of the Semel Tzedek, who's the, the Altarebbe's grandson. It's a little boy playing with friends in the courtyard with a ladder leaning uh, to go high to the top and all the kids were playing he was playing with them and, said, and, and the Alta Rebbe calls him over and says tell me Menachem um, Mendel or however he called him Mendel I don't know however he called him how is it that your friends they went up the ladder and they didn't make it all the way to the top but when you went up to the ladder on the ladder you only you you went to the top how how's that says Sadie my friends they got up a bit high they looked down and they got frightened so they came down to the ground but when i went up the ladder i only looked up to see how far i need to go that's the ladder in life we need to look up don't look down don't look at your achievements because then hey you're gonna pat, pat yourself on the back and say whoa i've gone too far and that might bring you back down uh just look where you need to go what you need to achieve how far you need to go being that our achievements, you know, we yearn for more. 
that's what the ladder we want to go higher and get more attached closer to Hashem do more fulfill more of what God needs from me to change the world for good and what is reward reward is pleasure reward is pleasure well we don't have the pleasure today in God we don't that doesn't mean we don't enjoy what we're doing and can't even be pleasurable that learning Tanya brings us pleasure we're talking about a much deeper pleasure than the human pleasure that that it provides for us when we learn Torah right talking much more profound than the idea you know that that we have a human pleasure divine pleasure well that's a gratuitous kindness that God is going to show us and give to us in times of Mashiach that we will be able to have the pleasure in him and not because he did something nice to me today he threw me a candy right oh look at that I got a car today I got a brand new car that you know uh, that I didn't expect you know someone just gifted it to me wow God you work through your messenger so beautifully thank you that that's not a reward not the reward we're talking about that's not pleasure that's not pleasure in God that's pleasure in the things that God gives you so that's not what we need pleasure in God himself who has pleasure in God himself how many of us have a pleasure in the act of the mitzvah maybe what it brings us and the act of the mitzvah itself I have pleasure when I give tzedakah because it makes me feel so good to help somebody so it's not about the act it's it's about the feeling that you're getting rather than the uh, right the, the pleasure of the mitzvah itself which is that's all it's good but here we're talking about something very divine it transcends the human condition it's not the latter trying to reach somewhere to yearn for more we will delight in God himself um, so what does that mean for today well today we can also have some kind of delight in God himself how delight in Torah the pleasure that you have in learning and not just because it's insightful and it's um, meaningful but you're you sense there's a divinity in it you delight in the divinity of it um, you de delight in the uh, the divine message and likewise when we do a mitzvah so those things yeah we can we should work on developing our sense of pleasure the highest form the greatest you know motivator pleasure no pain right pleasure so I think what do I have pleasure in today and how I can work to have pleasure in, in godliness in doing someone else a favor 
but being charitable, a pleasure in, not because the person said something, oh, you're so wonderful, and I have pleasure in, you know, hearing how wonderful I am and the good that I did. No. I'm just doing good. I'm just doing good. You have a pleasure in that. And just doing good for another. Imagine. Just in, in, in the doing. Not because I know now I'm going to, oh, God's going to look at me and he's going to throw me a candy and I won't get a, you know something bad from him. I'm going to get something good for him because I did something good. Not that. Even though there's, there's a truth to that. But that's not you know what we're learning over here. Pleasure. That we will delight. We will delight in the essence of God that transcends human con condition, trans transcends God as creator. It touches him that we will delight in. So as we get close to the Mashiach, we have that capacity. I'm not merely just striving up the ladder and trying to achieve more, which, yes, we need to look, as Tzemach Tzedek did, to look how far we need to go because there's so much more that we need to achieve. Which, you know, here in these teachings, the Tanya Journal, how much do I need to achieve? And this is wonderful every day, all of you coming together. You know, might be 100 to 200 people that are learning daily Tanya like this. There's probably a couple hundred people um, on all of the platforms getting it through the day. Um, got to climb that ladder much more so we can give the delight to people of godliness. So um, help me climb the ladder. I can't do it alone. That was a beautiful story with the uh, with the Baal Shem Tov. He was davening, praying very deeply, at great length, and his chassid, together with his chassidim. But it, it was taking uh, it was taking a long time his prayer. So he. The chassidim, one by one, had to go and take care of chores at home or other responsibilities, and really had responsibilities that they had to take care of, and prayers were taking a very long time. And one by one they left, and finally the last one left, and Baal Shem Tov then suddenly finishes. They came back, you know, they just wanted to hurry, figured, you know, they'll catch the Baal Shem Tov after he finishes his Amida. They came back and they see that he's uh, finished, he finished, and, and finished his davening. So they felt a little bad, you know, that they uh, left. And so Moshemta said to them, Do you think in my prayers I'm able to reach the heavens above alone? No. But like a ladder, I'm on the top of the rung, but it's only because you are the rungs below me that I stand upon, figuratively speaking. I stand upon you. And the fact that you were here and your prayers, or just being here, allowed me to stand upon you that I was able to reach the heavens. But once, one after another, removed themselves, and I plopped down from the top, the perch of the ladder, to the ground, because I had no one to stand upon, and uh, therefore I finished my prayers immediately. Now, you know, Baal is someone who can reach to places that uh, we could never reach. 
And, um, but that being said, he only did it because of his chassidim that were with him. Same thing with me. I can only reach yeah, more people with Tanya if you all help me out. <laughs> um, because ultimately this ladder needs to reach and transcend to reach so many more in order that we can give them the delight. Delight in Tanya. Delight in doing a mitzvah. Delight in serving God. That's and when we can give that to people, when we can give that to them, then this is giving them the greatest gift, the greatest thing you can give to a person. That you have a delight, a pleasure to serve God, to do a mitzvah, to learn Torah, to learn Tanya daily. Wow. Could you think of a greater thing that you could give a person? That is life. And that's the life the, uh, the God Almighty is going to give us that gratuitous kindness by um, times of Mashiach, that we will experience that delight of the essence of God. Now we're going to get a little sampling of it. And in a human terms, that we're going to delight. But that's great. So um, I put it out there. It's on the eve of Rosh Hashanah. I mean, a few days before Rosh Hashanah, at least. And a, a great thing to think about and what we can do more in the forthcoming year to uh, change the world for good and bring Mashiach now. All right. So I'm looking for partners. You can always message me and tell me. Uh, by the way, the partners doesn't mean, um, I mean, obviously, giving tzedakah is uh, is appreciated and, and, and great, but I'm looking beyond that and reaching people, because, of course, with more funding, we can reach out to more people and do more, um, but it's, it goes far and above beyond that. It's about being tefeach and manaslat being saturated with the teachings in such a way that you can then touch someone else and saturate them. That's what we want to achieve. Okay. Questions and answers and comments. Uh, let me first, before I lose the feed on Facebook. Instagram Clubhouse. Is um, Judah? Is there one mitzvah that's big enough? To simply ask Mashiach to make his presence known. 
Well, that's what we're learning now, so just gratuitous kindness. Give tzedakah. Uh, Davida, does our animals stop us from seeing and having the right kind of pleasure today? Absolutely. Yeah, our animals want to have um, physical pleasure of the five senses, right? In, in materiality, that's what it wants. Absolutely. That's what it's comfortable with. It's, you know, the, the body's physical, so it wants physical pleasure of the physical feel of something, of the physical taste. Uh, the eye seeing something physical that's pleasing to the eye, right, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we 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 need to recognize that, and that's what we need to work on. That that's that we rise beyond that, and we have a pleasure that's greater. Judah we answered and uh, Davida and uh, yeah so I've answered them anybody else uh, Instagram I don't see something two question marks first all right anybody on Clubhouse please oh, let's see Hani and Marcy Hani please share Thank you so yeah. much. Sure. Um, I have a question about because the it opens up with talking about mitzvahs, and then in the end, the reference is Tamid Chacham and my mom Yeah. So, what's the like the context or, or connection of like why is yeah? Can you explain that? Right. So. Like not study game or that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I'm not a hundred percent clear. So let me just, uh, for everybody's uh, to give the context over here, we're talking about in Gan Eden, they're going from one level to another level. Um, and in this world to going from one level to another level in the idea of yearning for greater connection, greater light of God to imbue the soul. So, um, I, I, my hunch is because through Torah, you know, there's always more. There's more to learn. There's more to 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 to, to connect. You know, it's it, it sort of has more of that climbing up the ladder. Even though there is in prayer, you could say that for sure. You know, and you could say that in any mitzvah, but maybe it's not in the same manner um, as in Torah scholarship that you know, maybe take it from the experience having now and learning Tanya, because of the learning that we're doing, that that creates a yearning, you know, it's the yearning for more. Um, usually when you, when you give tzedakah, for example, or if you say your prayers, right, you do the Amida, you did the Amida, right? Are you yearning now more for more prayer? Uh, I don't know if that's natural. You know, yearning more for, you know, uh, you're yearning more for giving more charity after you just gave? I don't think so. But I think the learning is much more creating a yearning because it's, it becomes, you know, the, the divine wisdom becomes my wisdom. 
And the more we learn Torah, the more that wisdom infiltrates, becomes a part of me, becomes my, you know, my flesh and blood, becomes the food that sustains me. That that gives me a yearning that I want to have more. So I think that's the context over here. I don't think it necessarily only means Torah scholars. But since Torah scholars are always wanting to learn more and to grow more in their learning, so in this world they have no rest because they're constantly learning, and in the next world they don't have. But I think that's, you know, again, it, I don't think it limits it literally, in a literal sense of Torah scholarship, but uh, I think that brings out the concept of yearning more. Does that uh, resonate, honey? Yeah, thank you. Sure, thank you for the question. And uh, Marcy, please share. I don't. I don't know if this is exactly a question. Uh, I was thinking about what you said about your your parable of the guy on the ladder who makes it all the way to the top because he never looked down and he never, you know, stopped to think. Uh, either I've come so far, I have so far to fall, or you know, I've come so far, I'm so awesome. And, but I, I kind of wonder. Like, and again, and this is one of those seek balance in all things, like maybe there needs to be some level of looking back and saying, as encouragement. And, and so, like, I don't know. I was just thinking about looking back as a form of encouragement rather than right. to be complacent or to be scared. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't deny that. Um, um, however even though that's true there is um there is the 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 risk of that you're going to become complacent because you are um you know look what i've achieved so there is that risk and and, and of course it's very human to do this so no, no one's denying and that's maybe why the Samar Tzedek was the only one to reach the top you know he became the third Lubavitcher Rebbe so you know maybe this is a, a quality even in childhood of uh, that's not a common one because the common one would be you know you reached a, a certain level and you go wow look how high i am look what i've achieved that's human absolutely and sometimes and so that there's a risk in that 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 could make us complacent um but like you said maybe it's it gives us encouragement if i achieve this then you know of course i can achieve so much more so that's true absolutely so i don't know if that's a looking down if it's really about you know to be an an encouragement and a um and a uh inspiration to reach you know to the top you know to reach even higher so maybe that's not even looking you know in in the metaphor maybe that's not really looking down because you're just seeing where you are in order that you can really achieve so much more and uh, you know but that being said it's interesting from the Rebbe's conduct and the way he dealt with things I, I think I told this story uh, the, the other day oh actually on Shabbos when I spoke yes so uh, my son who is a shliach in California in, L in LA Chabad of Melrose so uh, he, he came to speak for young shluchim that are preparing to go out on shlichus or uh, shortly going out in shl on shlichus to to be emissaries of the rebbe and uh, and so uh, he spoke and you know did whatever he had to do and 
after the organizer said to him, um, you know, uh, we have something else that we would like to do, and da 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 da, and we'd like to have you involved. And by the way, um, just to let you know that this is the way that Ebba would always show his appreciation, besides, you know, thanking or whatever. Um, how, how do you know you did a good job? How do you know that, you know, what you achieved was good? It's because you're asked to do another job. <laughs> In other words, go to the next rung, you know. You, you achieved at this rung, so how do we know that we achieved at this rung? It's because now you're being asked to go to the next rung and do something more and achieve even more. So, um, you know, that, that was the, 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 the way we knew uh, that, you know, uh, that we achieved something is because we're asked to achieve even more. <laughs> so maybe, um, you know, it's healthier just to look to what we need to achieve and that is definitely, you know, rising beyond the human condition because the human condition will be that we kind of want to savor the moment, enjoy what we accomplished. Um, the divine way is move forward and um, you want to have the pleasure. See, that's having the pleasure in your accomplishment. And when we're speaking about pleasure and delight over here is a much more divine one and that is in God himself and, and or in the mitzvah itself that we can have today. Is what we're talking about. So uh, yeah, I hear you, Marcy, and it's it's not a bad thing, um, and it could be used actually as a good thing if it inspires us to even greater heights. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Davida, I thought I answered your question. I didn't. Where is your question that I did not answer? Oh, you have another question. Okay. Uh, David is asking, is it that Hashem's presence not being revealed openly also stop us today? Absolutely. That's what gives the animal soul so much power because God's presence isn't openly revealed to us and, and therefore the animal soul um, is, is taken, moves us, tries to influence us that we should only see the external of things, only the physical touch, the, the the fragrance and the the, the the exterior of the of that which we are seeing rather than deeper you know dimension of what we're seeing and hearing and so on. yes absolutely if we are climbing up the ladder and we can't see the light at the top does that lessen our effort to get there is it easier to slide down the ladder when the Shekhinah is hidden up. Yeah, it's easier to slide down the ladder, of course, when God's presence is in, revealed. And um, uh, when you're climbing up the ladder, you're going to sense a little, little more light. You know, it's not like light at the end of the tunnel. That's going to be more in times of Mashiach. But, um, but there will be a glimmer of light that we will sense more as we go up the ladder. Absolutely. But at the same time, if you look down, so then, you know, that could cause some fright. Any other questions, comments, thoughts? All right. Amazing. Reminder, Rambam today, 1245. Um, someday we will learn. Sunday night, too. Parsha class. And I think that's it for the moment.
so it seems. Yep. All right, folks. Uh, I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you from Chabad Zich and Kedeshim in Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. Have a wonderful day, a good air Shabbos, and a good Shabbos to all.